We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Vince, are you ready for rapid fire? Oh, baby, let's go. Wrap it All up. Right. I just, you know, we got to jump in there because, again, Vince is on a little bit of a timeline here today. A little bit. Let's start with this. I don't understand why Domer Pyle is so down. He's made what? a couple Riley Leonard. He says, is it time to move on from Riley Leonard? He just why? visited yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? How fast do you want this to go, my man? Like, he was just here yesterday. For two days he was here as well. Relax. Yeah, he's been gone less time than he was here. Right. Like, just just bump the brakes, man. No. Give us more, Domer. Like, tell us what you're – like, he had these visits scheduled with other schools. Like, we knew that he was going to visit some other places. Did you really expect that he was going to commit before he left? Or, like, did you read Ryan Roberts – had some great stuff with him, some oh, yeah. great quotes, a great interview that he had with him, and it sounded like it went well. Everything went great. Right. He loved yeah. the place. So, right. but he had scheduled other visits. So, and whether he takes those or not still remains to be seen. He hasn't taken them yet. Yeah. So, you know, until you see a picture of him in Ohio State gear or picture of him in Auburn gear or or whatever the case may be, like again, he was just here yesterday, man. <laughs> It's okay. Everybody relax. Let it play out, baby. Pump the brakes. Rock Irish says, going to the weekend. Let it play out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone seems pretty, pretty, pretty solid still. You know, like when you listen to the national chatter about where the Riley Leonard is going to end up. So we'll see. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Oh, so now we're on to Will Howard. Okay, he's not an option right now. He no. has Will Howard visited Notre Dame. Did I miss that? Right. There, okay. there are a lot of guys you can want, but that doesn't mean it's realistic. <laughs> Nor does it mean he's you a know. good fit at Notre Dame. Right. Like, I mean, right. yeah. So, just relax, everybody. Relax. Chill. Chill. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The regular season is over, but that doesn't mean shopping for tickets has come to an end. Notre Dame still has a big bowl game coming up. It's also holiday season, which means plenty of amazing concerts and shows, and you'll need tickets especially if you're a last-minute shopper like me. And if you are in need of tickets, Game Time is the place to go. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. Fill in the blank. It's blank that Blake Fisher and Maris Leofau are the only two Notre Dame players to declare for the draft this week. It's odd. I'm actually kind of shocked by the whole situation. I mean, you, you we're seeing all these things get leaked about who's going to opt out and all of these different things. And it's literally been a week and we've got two guys. And yeah. I, I'm a little bit shocked by that. Like I, I get spacing it out. So guys can have their moment and you know, all of those different things. And that's great. But didn't Maris, you know, put his thing out on like Monday. Yeah. And now it's Friday. I mean, like it just feels odd to me that we haven't heard more from these guys. That's all. It just feels odd. I agree. I really thought that the way Marcus Freeman talked when we got to talk to him in his Sumble press conference on Monday, when he said that he was going to let the guy, you know, he knows they they know who's playing yeah. and who's and who's not. It's he was like going to let worst, those guys do their like the thing. Worst kept secrets on the planet. I know. And so, like, I kind of expected, like, a slow trickle, maybe one a day for the rest of the week or something like that. Instead, right. we got Maris Leofel on one end of the week, and we got Blake Fisher at the end of the week. I thought that we would just yeah. really know by now. In my Especially head. when you're factoring in, yeah. it's not just the draft guys, but there are potential opt-out guys as well. You know, other guys who sure. might be deciding not to play in the bowl and – there's what probably four or five total that we're kind of still. I think maybe I even five. more than that overall. Yeah, that we're still kind of waiting on. I counted five in my head of guys that I'm like ninety five percent sure are opting out. 
uh, of the bowl game and moving on, whatever that moving on means. Mm-hmm. But I counted like five guys. Like I'm, like, I'm shocked we have we've only heard from two. I'll yeah. just I'll just say that. It's like if you know, you know. What's yeah? What's the what are you waiting on at this point? Yeah, absolutely. Because you're not practicing. Out. You're not practicing because Marcus Freeman said he knew everybody that was opting out. So I don't know. It just feels weird. Couple questions from the chat that I'll throw in here in a minute. But first, on this same subject, let's kind of check our confidence on some other oh. Notre Dame guys who could still declare. This is just declare for the draft. We're not talking okay. opt out. Okay. Okay. So we're going to go scale of one to 10 for each of these guys. How confident are you they will declare for the draft? Okay. So 10 okay, again, is they're going to the draft. 10 is they're going to the draft. One, one is back. Okay. probably coming back. Okay. okay. So let's start with Joe Alt. Scale of one to 10. How confident are you he's going to declare? Like a 10. I, I would be shocked if he came back. I would be ecstatic, but I would be absolutely shocked if he came back. Yes. Completely in the same boat. Again, like this is a guy projected maybe even a top five pick. You, you can't pass that up, man. Ten, like, right. The, the, That's the, the point, definition of life changing money. Correct. This the one goes of, to 11. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole point of going to college is to prepare you for the rest of your life. Joe Alt is sufficiently prepared for the rest of his life. It's time to go. It's time to go. Right. Audric estimate scale to one to 10. How confident are you? He declares uh, nine and a half. Nine and a half. And I, he's another guy that I would uh, tell him to go for all the reasons that we've talked about. You know, the, the shelf life of a running back is super short. You only get so many carries. My brother, thank you for hanging. It's time to go. Yep. And again, running backs on average have the shortest career of any position in the NFL. Go get your money as soon as you can. Save the hits on your body. Get as much money as you can. They're the ones who need to get their clock started so they can, you know, so that he can hopefully do really well for four years, get to that second contract and make some money because it's getting harder even for running backs to get that second contract, you know, and so, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm nine plus on Audric Estime as well that he will declare for the draft. Yeah, I've got a... uh... John's throwing some shade here. It says, uh, becoming obvious that the people at Notre Dame in charge of releasing info work far fewer hours than you guys do. Are you saying we don't work very much? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> like, I can't tell. I think he's saying that we work more. We than, do. But, like, he's saying than, they work so little, like, he's not setting the bar very oh, high. Oh, e- like, even less than us, you know? Yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the way I took it. I don't know how okay. I feel about that, John. Sean Seven, Vince becoming less obvious. People at Notre Dame in charge of relieving info for me. Well, and, and I mean now, in fairness, this is about when the player is ready to, you know, release the true. info as well. This it's, is also true. It's yeah. not just about you know the people doing. You know, they might help them put together the graphic and the slide, and right? All that and they're definitely coming stuff. from Notre Dame. You can tell which ones the Notre Dame graphics and you know that kind of a thing. So right, right, exactly. <laughs> just messing with you john but you know i hope you don't think that we don't put in you know he said i'm so sensitive oh you're right i am kind of sensitive what can See, i say he said john said saying I got, that we work more but. i got thin skin man <laughs> okay so how Who's about next? how about xavier watts scale of one to ten how confident are you he declares for the i'll tell you what sean uh a week ago 
before like the Nagurski award and all the all America, you know, nods and all of these different things. I was like a two, like a one, like a one or a two, like he's coming back, baby. And I'm fired up about it. And now he's the best defensive player in the country. He's on all the all America lists. And so that number has risen for me. I'll put it at like a five. Okay. Right now, like kind of like a 50, 50 at this point, you know, like, I think you have to ask the question and I think it's a legitimate question. It's like, what more can you do? What more can you do? Well, now, again, I spent a lot of time looking at, you know, like Mel Kuyper, Matt Miller, Field Yates, you know, all these different position by position draft evaluations. He is not in anyone's top five at wow. safety. Okay. And okay, he was only rarely, he was in maybe like one top 10 even. So I think they think he's got a lot of work to okay. do. Okay. Well, you know? it's different. Okay. Gotcha. So, and it's, you know, that's not, that's not me knocking him. It's just, you know, sure. again, I'm looking at what the draft evaluators are saying and listening to Xavier Watts earlier this week with some of the stuff that he was saying, like he thinks that there are still things that he can work on and become even better and put himself into a, a better position next year to like to, to be one of those highly considered safeties. So Scale of one to ten that he declares for the draft. I'm going to go even a little bit lower. I'm like in the three and a half range. Okay. I think. Like listening to him this week, you know, he's listening to some, you know, to external evaluations and stuff like that, and hearing him kind of self critique a little bit. I it sounded like maybe he's leaning, he's leaning much more toward coming back than maybe I would have thought. A week or so ago, so that, that would though. be that would be really good news for Notre Dame if Xavier Watts comes back for another year. You're not kidding. When I, you know, I like I said, I I was fairly convinced because he, you know, he talks about the education. And by the way, I can't even tell you how much I loved his comment about playing in the bowl games. Like I want to play with my guys. Like right, yes, like that was refreshing. See, and I think that's a good sign too. The fact yeah. that he is saying that he's going to play, you know, so yeah, yeah exactly. Which I, I love that. I absolutely love that. I know the education piece is very important to him and, and all of that as well. So, um, and, and Stymie says he's got an opportunity to be a captain. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So he does have some Notre Dame things to achieve. Which and he talked about awesome. that. He talked about wanting yeah. to be a bit like a J.D. Bertrand type leader, yeah. you know, getting guys fired up and, Gosh. you know, getting guys motivated and stuff like that. I think it's all, it, it was all good signs to hear some of the things that he was saying earlier this week. Love so, it. Yeah. Love me it too. How about Howard Cross? This is this is like we've got the two interior defensive linemen, Cross and Mills. We'll, we'll obviously do Howard Cross first. Scale of one to ten. What are the odds you think he declares? So, so uh Cross, I'm putting it at like a one. I, I just think he's coming back. I feel really okay. good about it. Uh Mills, I'll put it like a three. I think he's probably coming back, but you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Like, I'll feel better once I see the announcement if it actually comes, you know? So I, that's where I'm at. I'm putting each of them at a three. Because like, okay. like, each of these guys has shown up in different people's, you know, again, the like the interior defensive. Obviously, they play different positions, but for draft purposes, you're basically either an edge or you're sure. a defensive tackle, you know, DL, whatever they want to call it. So they've each shown up sort of sporadically, but I think that they both have things that that draft people, that NFL people would like to see them get a little bit better at. I mean, they both had, like, 
Mills, especially as the season went on, you know, I think as he got more comfortable with that with that full time role inside, he really started to take off. And Howard Cross was just a beast from start to finish this year. That you know, the biggest thing with him, maybe like if he can add a little more bulk, you know, to his frame, you know, for being that uh, that nose type guy. So I'm putting both of them at a three. Uh, I think that there there's a good shot that both of these come back. Both of these guys come back because, again, I think that they both have things both physically and from an XO standpoint that uh, they probably feel like they can be better and put themselves in even better positions next year. Yeah, agreed. That's Those are huge gets for Notre Dame to keep them around, too. That makes the defensive line. Absolutely. I mean, if that ends up happening, if that if that comes to fruition, right, uh, that, that whew, huge, huge. Sean, by the way, Whatever happened to the announcements about sticking around? Did those come after the bowl game? You know what I mean? Question. All, the, do they do that those, anymore? <laughs> it, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm curious now. I With the transfer portal being what it is, ending on January 2nd, it's so quick after the bowl games. Like, I'm I'm curious, you know? I mean, maybe they all happen after the bowl games. Maybe I'm, you know, rushing things a little bit, but. I remember there being all those announcements. I'm sticking around, you know, you know, whatever. So um, I'm ready for some of that. Question from Andre. Do you have any idea right now what the scholarship tally looks like, Vince? Oh, have you kept track of that? See if it has been updated up to this point. Because I think it started line. off, was it 89, so, including the incoming freshman potential? I've got his depth chart that he has. That was updated. No, ooh, that's a ways back. Uh, it says 88, uh, but it still has uh, Blake Fisher on there. So you can put that at so 87. That's 87. Okay. You can put that at 87. I want to see if. Yeah. So 87, I think, is where they're at right now. Okay. So. Well, that's still, pretty good. Still have 20 offensive linemen. Something's got to give. Right. And I think that there are, yeah, I mean, something, something does have to give, but you know, like Irish still 63 asking if they dip into the portal for a tackle, I would not be surprised. This is something that I've heard, heard that, that offensive tackle, because they've got a lot of guys. I think that they are pretty confident in with the interior, but tackle is obviously a premium now can get a little bit dicier. I think, you know, finding a guy you know, one who's the right, you know, academic profile as well as a fit profile, you know, all those different things who can actually come in might end up being a right tackle as opposed to a left tackle, depending on what you find. But I think that that is definitely a position they'd like to add though. There was a, uh, a Wisconsin tackle that went into the portal, I believe today. Um, And that's, you know, obviously you've got the Rudolph connection there. So, I mean, that's that's a possibility if the kid's any good. I don't know if he's good, bad, or indifferent. I honestly have no idea. Um, So, that would be a question for Brian because I'm sure he's already watched seven games of this guy um, (laughs) since he jumped into the portal. But, uh, so, you know, yes, I do think tackle is on their minds, especially with both Blake and Joe. Because, look, when you you are looking at your depth chart and you're, you know, projecting and all that, you don't think that – uh, guys are going to leave after their f- their third true season at Notre Dame. Like that, that's just not how you figure out your depth chart when it comes to offensive linemen, right? And so they've got to kind of fix that 
hole um, in the depth chart, and they're loaded in the middle. They're not really loaded outside. Yeah. Sloppy Joe wants to know if we think Blake's knee injury during his freshman year was a huge reason for him declaring. Huge reason? No, I don't think it's a huge reason. He started 26 games straight, and he's been just fine. So, no, I think that's well in the rearview mirror. Um, Was it a partial reason, like a a low single-digit percentage? Maybe. Uh, But I do not think it was a large decision, no, or huge is his words. I would agree with that. I think it's more about getting that clock started, you know, that whole yeah, yeah. that whole thing. Yeah, you know, I agree. That, that pro clock and moving on and all that kind of stuff. You know, they're when you have an agent and you're turning pro, you know, agents want to cash their checks too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Leave it at that, and, I guess. And somebody said there's more portal announcements to come after the bowl game. Again, is that possible? Sure. The problem is the game's on the 29th. The portal closes. It's going to have to happen pretty quickly. Yeah. Like you're not going to be able to do your official visits and, you know, you better know exactly where you're going to land if that's the case. And that's tough. That's really, really tough in that short amount of time. So I think the next time you're going to see portal entries is going to be the spring session. session, I think you see, you know, just like with Tyler Buckner, Last year, you'll see some guys stick it out, see what they can accomplish in the spring, battle for some positions in the spring. And with some of these guys leaving, there's going to be a a lot more opportunities for some other guys who haven't had some opportunities before. So, yeah, I I, I think that it's less likely that it happens immediately after the bowl, much more likely that it happens in the spring window in April than, than you know. Yeah, there's going to be more movement after spring. There there absolutely will be. There always is. It's just something that we've got to get used to right at this point. So wanted to make sure that there were no um there's a question from Bubs with tight end numbers down to start next season. Do you think they would consider adding a tight end in the portal, preferably a blocking specialist? I disagree wholeheartedly that they're low on tight end numbers. Yeah. Um I mean they'll get Kevin six. Bauman back. And they hopefully got six. he can stay healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Six scholarship tight ends. You've got Kevin Bauman, Mitchell Evans, Davis Sherwood, Eli Raritan, Cooper Flanagan, and Jack Larson. Yeah. How many tight ends do you need? Right. Would be my question. They have six. No, they're not going to the portal for a tight end. And obviously, they think very highly of Eli Raritan. There's still a ton of upside. Oh, yeah. Guy. And they and clearly the they biggest question of- for most of these guys now is just health because they've all yes. been injured at, at some point or another. Some of them multiple times now. Right, Flanagan, they're very high on, obviously. Mm-hmm. And th- look, there's a reason that stays left. I mean, he got passed up by two guys, and then you've got Mitchell Evans coming back as well. There was a chance that stays is going to be the fourth tight end. He's not going to stick around for that. He's just not. So that that's that's why he left. And so, yeah, they're, the depth at tight end is just fine. Two former Irish players made commitments today nana osafa mensa going to tcu and as the show was going on i saw on twitter joey tonona who medically retired and just recently announced that he was coming back and entering the portal he is committed to purdue what do you think wow. about that? okay first of all good for joey 
Yeah. Uh, because you hate to see guys have to medically retire. You know, you kind of want to go out on your own terms. Uh, so that's awesome. That that's, that's super awesome for him. And I'm glad Nana found a spot quickly. Uh, obviously still in a power five conference, which is awesome down in Texas. So yeah, I think that's great for both guys. I, I, I like seeing where these guys who hit the portal are going to end up, especially guys that left on good terms with Notre Dame. And it sounds like these two guys found really good landing spots. Yeah. I mean, Nana gets to go home. He's, you know, literally from Fort Worth. He gets to go home, play in his hometown. Family can be there, see him play for a year. So that's great. Joey Tonona, just a great story. There was actually on that Miami Dolphins in-season hard knocks. I can't remember if it was this week or last week. This guy named Jalen Phillips. It reminded me a little bit of Tonona because when he was at UCLA, he was a defensive player, just injury after injury, apparently, and he medically retired for a couple of years himself. And then he kind of, you know, rested up, got healed, went to the University of Miami and turned into a first round draft pick. And unfortunately, he just got injured a week or two ago with the Miami Dolphins. I think he it might've been an Achilles or something like that. So like very, very unfortunate, like where he is right now, but like from a college standpoint, just looking at Joey Tonona, you know, still, uh, still maybe a, a bright future out there yeah. in front of Tonona, if he can kind of put those injuries behind and, and come back himself. So I love it. Good for him. I hope it works out for him. Yeah. Ray wants to know who's likely to start on the offensive line in the Sun Bowl, assuming Alt is gone as well. And are they likely to run their normal offense given their current wide receiver situation? I mean, someone said Emil Wagner's going to play wide receiver. You know, oh, I think that'd be a little bit different look. But... Yeah, it would definitely be a different look. Um, no, offensive line is going to be uh, Tosh Baker at left tackle, Pat Coogan at left guard. It'll be uh, Ashton Craig at center. It'll be. Um, Billy Shrouth. Billy Shrouth, thank you, at right guard. And then um, Mill Wagner. Mill Wagner at right tackle. And that's then, what we would expect unless yes. something drastically changes during bowl prep. And as far as will they run their normal offense? Yeah, they're going to run their normal offense. And again, I will remind everybody they have the exact same amount of scholarship wide receivers in this bowl game that they had in last year's bowl game. And I don't remember that being an issue then. It's going to be fine. They got plenty. They're good. Right. Right. And it's You're one welcome, game. Ray. It's one game and one then the game. off season. So they, and they, you know, they still have some tight ends out there. So, I mean, and you might even, even they would, even though they would potentially most likely we think be without Andrick Estime, like we didn't see as much of Devin Ford, you know, with the exception of some situations down the stretch, maybe a chance for like, we, maybe we see a little more of the 21 personnel from time to time, you know, just doing some different things with personnel. Like we saw sure. earlier. My, my point is whether or not we specifically see that there are some other options and some different things they can Absolutely. do. Like they did have like Ford and love out there together, you know, right. at times earlier in the season, Again, Lots didn't of see as much do. of it later, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that they can do between the running backs and the tight ends to compensate for the fact that, that they don't have big numbers right now at receiver. But like you said, I mean, you're talking about the same amount of guys they had for last year's bowl and things worked out. Okay. Right. I mean, they're going to have one, two, three, four, five. They're going to have six scholarship receivers ready to go from all accounts. Right. So six is more than enough for one game. It's not enough for a season, but it's more than enough for one game. Right. Right. Who's going to win the Heisman 
Vince. I would love it if Michael Penix won the Heisman. Um, I, I think SEC bias will take over and Jaden Daniels will end up winning it. And he is not who I want to win it because I don't want Brian <laughs> Kelly to have coached a Heisman. To get on his resume winner. that he's got a Heisman. Do not Mike want Denbrock, it. man. Mike Denbrock became now, a hot commodity. Now, see, that's the difference, though, because I love Mike Denbrock. And yeah. I would love for him to be associated with a Heisman Trophy winner. But, you know, but yeah, I, I think I would love Penix to win it. But I think I think uh, Jaden Daniels is going to end up making that happen. Now, I think I saw that A&M made a big push for Denbrock before they ended up with uh i believe it with the kansas state he's a good oc man like i know he made it he made it home at at cincinnati and he obviously did a great job at lsu this is why like daniels nicks and Penix all have great numbers but daniels has over 3800 passing yards and over 1100 rushing yards and 50 total touchdowns and completed 72% of his passes. That is just insane. The offense you know? was not the problem down in no. the Bayou, folks. No. They <laughs> no. didn't lose because of the offense. No. Not at all. No. And like I think Marvin Harrison is a good receiver. I just don't think No. He's got the numbers to back. I just don't think that he was Heisman worthy. No. Type mm-hmm. receiver year. You know? He didn't show up against Notre Dame, or they or yeah. they shut him down. True. Whichever route you want to take on that, that's one of the biggest games they had this year, and he was non-existent. Mm-hmm. That's not Heisman worthy to me. Sorry. I agree. I agree. He had some big games, that's for sure. But what about Army-Navy? Big interest there? <sighs> because it's football. I'll probably have <laughs> it on. It's usually at like noon, too, isn't it? I think it's at 3 Oh, is it at three? So I'll be able to watch most of it. Yeah. Okay. Because I have. Uh, I, I have usually, you know, tune in, but... tune out, kind of see what yeah. the score is. Yeah. You know, whatever that kind and, of thing. And it's like, and it's in December, so sometimes there's snow. You know, like it can be one of those types of games. Like, I'll tune in to see because they probably have cool uniforms. You know, yeah. for this game, and I, I do like. That's a, that's all... actually what I like to tune in to find out. Okay, yes. what do the alternate uniforms yeah. look like? And Who's got the cooler ones? I I do think it's pretty cool when they all march in at the beginning and they, they do like their formations and stuff on the field. And then they head up into the stands and stuff like that. So I, I really do enjoy the pageantry and I do like how the president sits on one side for the first half, the other side on the second half. And, you know, I like some of that tradition and some of that stuff. So right. I, I will tune in. I don't know how much I'll, how close I'll be paying attention to the actual gameplay, but I will tune in. I don't think I've ever watched start to finish, but again, tune in, right. tune out, right. kind of check in. If it stays close, they'll come back for the fourth quarter, right? That kind of thing. But uh, it's like it's like we, you know, we called option football for a few years on the radio. Yes, it's we did. tough. Like two two option teams head to head, that can be tough sometimes. You know, mm. I'm a little bit more, you know, fond of the aerial. You know, the the forward pass. Thank you, Newt Rockney, for 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 bringing mm. that to the table in college football all right well i think that is going to do it for our uh our special friday edition i i know that i had the heart out but i'm going to throw this one up anyway because okay. we i think this needs to be asked okay. paul olmstead says ib staff poll on what your favorite christmas movie and is die hard a christmas movie so far brian yes ryan no sean yes for me it's not christmas until hans falls from nakatomi <laughs> tower lol so the the question really is is die hard a christmas movie 
What do you say? I have always fallen in the no category. Like, it is a movie that Christmas happens to correct play a minor role in. You know, like, there's a Christmas party and there's a tree. Other than that, you know, and some eggnog, I guess. Other than that, there's, there's <laughs> you know, there's not a real Christmas theme. It's It's a great action movie, but it's not a Christmas movie. I totally agree with everything that you just said. It is not a Christmas movie. Sorry, all the people that are going to be upset with us. I mean, I do love the fact that it always comes on in December, you know, because like this is there true. are people who consider it a Christmas this is true. movie. But, but you and I just swayed the vote for IB to say no, by the way. Three no's, two yeses. The no's. Majority. I guess yeah. we got to ask Jesse. We'd have to ask Jesse what his opinion is. Uh, but the answer is definitely not. I concur. I concur. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Thanks for being here tonight. We obviously don't do uh, Friday shows on the regular, but with the Blake Fisher news, we jumped in and uh, thought we'd have one today. Yeah. Had a good time. Yeah. Have a great weekend. We'll see how the Heisman goes. My pick was Jaden Daniels, I think, by the way, in case I didn't make that. Oh, Daniels wins the Heisman, I think. Um, I'm like you. Penix is probably the guy, you know, that I've you know kind of pulled for. I just don't think that he's probably going to get the votes yeah, to do it. I don't think so either. I, I look, Jaden Daniels is a worthy winner. Like I said, my only beef is that he played for Brian Kelly. He's a worthy winner. That offense was him. He was the offense. Like you can say what you want to about neighbors and whatever, but like, uh-huh. he was that offense. So I mean, that makes a difference. It makes a difference, right? I mean, I'm going back, you know, Tommy's calling me un-American hey, now me for saying Die Hard is not Communist, a Christmas movie. And it's know. like, it, you know, it's like, is a Christmas story, you know, like, is it a, is it a, Oof. is it a car movie? <laughs> you know, like, there's cars because in they, they broke down the car and they changed the tire, you know, like, I don't know, like. It's not a Christmas movie. It's a it's a really good movie. It's actually I've got it on my DVR and I've been waiting to watch it. But <laughs> Die Hard, I'm talking about, not Christmas Story. Not a, it's not a Christmas movie. Just get yeah, off that we, kick. We can as it gets closer to Christmas, you and I can talk Christmas movies because I've got some very controversial takes that I'm sure people remember. But yeah, I know we'll have to have. I think Festivus <laughs> is on a Saturday this year. Oh, is it, it really? We might have to do a special Friday Festivus <laughs> on the twenty second. I love it. We always celebrate. Oh, festivus. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be traveling on the twenty second. Maybe on the twenty first. Okay, we'll have to do. Fe- I don't know. We'll Early Festivus. Out, we'll have yeah. to figure something out. We're gonna have to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you Monday on Ivy Nation Sports Talk. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.